Once again, we want to welcome you, especially if you're visiting with us. Uh, thank you for coming, and we hope while you're here, you, you sense God's presence and uh, and know that uh, that He loves each one of us. And uh, uh, as we uh, look forward to uh, Thursday, I've mentioned it before, but if you uh, uh, that's a time usually when y'all come, you hang out there, and you could get a seat up until like. 12 minutes after the service before people come in. But on Christmas Eve, people tend to uh, file in here early. And so if, uh, if you, uh, if you want to make sure you got room for your family and stuff, you might want to get here earlier. And uh, just a note I would say to you for, for those of you that are members and stuff on that night, if it is a little crowded and you would give the gift of your seat to somebody who's visiting, that's a great gift for our community. And, uh, would appreciate that. So, um, but we hope you'll you'll be here. If you missed the children's uh, musical, I've got a, a I recorded that, and we'll be playing that before the service. So if you do get here early, you'll you'll have something to watch and uh, help you help you to celebrate. But we are uh, we are moving closer to the big day, right? And and uh, you you have you you should be in full blown holiday mode right now. Uh bloodshot eyes, empty wallet, uh plastic credit card that's smoking. <laughs> Christmas cookies lined up, gift baskets. I mean this this is one of those times that we just spend so much effort and money and energy on something. And, it, and what I want to talk to you about today is, is just some of our, our memories around that. And, and, and what, I, what I want to try to do is give us a reminder of, of where we're headed as, as we celebrate this season. It's not that those other things are bad. I, I love them. I love Christmas trees. I, in fact, if you look, my, we've been going about a, an old hymn or an old Christmas carol has been the theme of my my sermons of uh, do you hear what i hear and then last week we talked about do you know what i know and this week is do you see what i see and if you think about it a lot of our christmas memories are related to what we see right i can still i can still picture in my mind that i grew up in colorado and and uh, where we were in colorado the the pine trees that you could go cut by yourself were pinion pines which were big bushy uh, trees and my dad was always got a ridiculously large tree that basically the tree took up the room and we'd visit the room every once in a while because it was and I and I could st- I can still see the tree year after year that was too tall and the top was bent over and that so the angel was stuck off to the side like this and and and, and those things. I, I can see the memory of, of family traditions like baking Christmas cookies. And I, I can see my grandma in the kitchen with us. And I can see the, the, the flour all over my sister as she tried to learn how to bake. And God bless her, she still can't. But uh, I, can, I can see the, 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 the trips and the, the, the sitting around the tree this morning and, and the tradition of the youngest one would pass the Christmas presents out to the... A lot of our memories are related to what we see, aren't they? And as we, we go further with that, a lot of it was what we anticipated seeing too. 
I don't know if you you have like your landmark Christmas. It's sort of like that Christmas story movie that's on every hour of the day, starting like Halloween. The little kid that wanted the BB gun, you know. It, 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 the, that special Christmas memory usually comes at an age where you're you're old enough to ask for something that's just a little inappropriate, you know, just a little beyond your age, you know, a BB gun. A girlfriend, <laughs> that's a joke, that wasn't a very good one. But that, and then that waiting for that. And, and that, that just hoping you were going to see it. And, and for us, we open Christmas tree, we open Christmas presents on, on Christmas morning. And usually about three o'clock in the morning, I had gotten all the sleep that I was going to get. And I would, sneak out to the living room and just when when you were able to focus in on the dark and see the shape of the bicycle or whatever it was you were hoping for the excitement in that of seeing it do you have those memories i want in order to go with me for the rest of the sermon i need you along with me on thinking about this all right if, if that doesn't work for you, I want you to think, for those of you that are married that, that had kids, that that hope of seeing the one that was going to be born. Going from the news where, where you figured out, oh, we're going to have a baby together, to that anticipation and that, that planning and preparation and, and anxiety and fear of, oh my gosh, I'm going to be responsible for this person. I'm going to have to provide for this person. And the, and the things that went through your mind when you first saw him. That, that's the emotion I need you with right now. Just that excitement of seeing. Because seeing is so important for us. Seeing is where we, where we get memories. See, seeing is, is where we, we build tradition. It's, it's, it's the things that speak to us. And there's a hope in it and there's a, there's a confirmation in it. What I want to talk to you about this morning is, do you see what I see in Christmas? Do you, do you see what I see in Christmas? Do you, do you see what God has told us about or, or has it become for you a, a tradition? Has it become for you a, a holiday? Has, it, this might surprise you, but Christmas wasn't intended to be a way that American businessmen could be in the black by the end of the year, where retail stores couldn't make up for a, a poor uh, beginning three quarters. I know that's what the news is saying, that that's what the holiday spending is about. And for all of you that shamefully have not done your Christmas spending yet, you're ruining this country and the rest of us. Please stop it. Surprisingly, Christmas is, is not about the lists. The list, and we all have them. We make fun of the kids for having lists, but you've got one. It's the list that says, I, I've, I've got to have the perfect family gathering. It's the, the, the list that says, I've got to get these cookies done. It's the list that says, I've, I've, I've got to call this person. I've got to buy that gift. I've, we have our lists. Surprisingly, that's not what Christmas is about either. 
And, and just a little hint to you, parents. If you're buying everything on your kid's Christmas list, kids, I'm sorry. You're, you're going to hate me right now. If you're getting everything for them, you're just, you're just postponing the inevitable. At some point, they're going to figure out life sucks. If you keep delaying it, they're going to be too old to be able to deal with it by the time they realize it. Break them in early. Break them in early. Disappointment is a good character trait to, to bring in at age six months or so. You know, just <laughs> dash those dreams right away. I'm sorry, kids. But like I said, you don't need more stuff. None of us need more stuff. You know, surprisingly, Christmas isn't about those things. And if, if, if we for, if we base it on what we see in culture, if we base it on what we, what we see from our family and friend, we're, we're gonna miss the point. But when we can see what God intends us to see, if, when we can, we, when we can focus in on the right thing, it can be life changing. In fact, the scripture we're gonna read this morning is from the Nativity story. Where we, where we learn that the people who got to see what God wanted them to see that morning, that it changed their life. That it gave them strength. So let's take a look at that story. It's in Luke chapter 2. You've heard the story before. I'm going to come back to the birth on Thursday night, but we're, we're going we're gonna to sort of jump past that for this morning. Begin in verse 13. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's, what's the word there? Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in the manger. And after seeing him, you get the theme we're going for this morning? You guys are sharp. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherds' stories were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. For it was just as the angel had told them. This is the word of the Lord for us this morning. Thanks be to God. What we're going to talk about this morning is what these guys saw. So go with me on the story. Like I said, you know it. You've seen the movie. You've heard the. You've heard it on Charlie Brown. I mean, you 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 know the story. But let's focus in on a on a couple things. We've got this this birth that happens. This promised coming. This this thing that the prophets had been talking about for years. This thing that people had been looking forward to for years. The the thing that was supposed to change all of history. The thing that was gonna, that was gonna do away with imperial, uh, imperial powers, that was gonna do away with, with rulers that didn't take into account our best 
it was going to do away with evil and good was going to be it was going to change everything this birth this promise coming okay and people were waiting for it they were looking for it they they wanted to see it happen in fact there's a there's a story at the beginning of one of the gospels of a guy who was literally struck blind before the birth and literally gained his sight once, uh, gained his sight as Jesus was announced into the world. We, we, we want to see what God promises, don't we? We want to see it. And so it happens. And the word needs to get out. And so how do they do it? They announce it to who? Shepherds. Shepherds. Now, we, we've romanticized this, and we've got cute little figurines of shepherds. You, you see them there, and, and the sheep. Any of you been around sheep? They're not the best smelling animals. They're pretty dumb. And uh, shepherds were right along the same lines. Shepherds were not the respected people. Shepherds did not have power. Shepherds did not have authority. They did not have persuasive power. Why would God start with the shepherds? I'll let you wrestle with that. Think about that. Maybe it has to do with that's the way God does things. Maybe it has to do with over and over again, God doesn't do what we expect. There's a better way than what we expect which is good for us to think about in this Christmas season because a lot of what we expect to see, we're expecting the wrong thing. A a lot of the way we expect God to move is not the way He moves. A lot of the way we expect God to act is not the way He acts. A lot of what you're expecting to get out of Christmas is not what you're going to get. So the shepherds, how is it announced? This this choir of angels, bright, light, shining, overwhelming, intimidating, awesome. And for those of you that have a hard time with the supernatural aspect of God, I apologize, you know, just pretend it's Hollywood or something. But I'm sorry, I do not have a do not. I do not have a problem with a God who can create everything out of nothing, with a God who never was created but always has been, with a God who who is bigger than anything we can ever think of or imagine. I don't have a problem with thinking that He could create another type of celestial being. And so I'm willing to go with that. Same reason I'm willing to go with miracles and everything like that. I think God is bigger than we can imagine. So don't let the angels get in the way of the story for you. But the angels come. Boom, intimidating. The shepherds thought they were done for. They thought it was the end of the world. They're hiding. They're ducking. They're, they're, they're freaking out. In fact, the first thing the angel said to them is what? Fear not. <laughs> Fear not. I bring you glad tithings. Of good news. For unto you has been born a child, a savior. He announces the, 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 the thing. 
And what is it that shepherds want to do immediately after the angels leave, immediately after they've changed their robes and, and dealt with the fact that they wet themselves when the angel showed up? Well, what would you do? If, if you, tonight when you're sleeping, if, if, if all of a sudden, boom, dirty, I'm sorry. Some of you are a little old. Your bladder control is already questionable. <laughs> Add an angel in it, you're, you're really in trouble. What's the first thing I wanted to do after that? Let's go see this thing. Isn't that what we all want? We, we need that confirmation. We want to see that it's real. In fact, for many of you, this is the thing that has kept you from drawing closer to God. This is the, this is the thing that has made you keep your distance. Is you, 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 and you may have even prayed in this desperate kind of prayer. God, I want to believe you, but I, I need to see it first. I've heard it from my grandma. I've heard it from my parents. I've heard it from churches. I've heard it on TV. I've read the book. I've heard it, but I need to see it. That's what the shepherds were doing. They had just had this awesome experience. They had just literally heard from the heavens that there was a plan for them, and yet they still needed to see it to confirm it for themselves. Let's go see this thing that they talked about. That's what you want, isn't it? If, if, if you could somehow see that what God was saying was true, would it help your belief? If somehow you could, you could see that he's, that he's real. What I want to do this morning is give you a chance to do that. And it's not because I'm magic and it's not some uh, fruity looty preacher thing I'm going to do. I'm just going to help you understand that God has already given that to you. All of us ask, God, could we just see you? Then I could believe you're real. I want to suggest to you that God has shown you over and over and over and over that he's real. You have seen it in places that you wouldn't even expect, much like the manger where they found the baby. Who would have expected that? Who would have expected that the way God was going to change the world was by bringing a baby into it? That's not the way religion works. There, there should have been some announcement. There should have been some rules. There at least should have been somebody with a funny hat and robe of present. Uh, they came later, the three wise men. But if God's going to do something, there's got to be some fanfare to it. That's not the way God would work. And that's what people thought, and that's why people missed it. Even though they've been waiting for it year after year after year, even though they had been hoping for it, praying for it, even though they had taught it each week, even though they, they believed it, it was going to come, they missed it because they thought it was going to look different than it really did. And I think God has shown you over and over and over how much He loves you. I think He has been present in your life. I think He has allowed you to see His power. 
It's just that it's not what you were expecting. How about, how, how, can, how can you look at a bluebird sky like that and not know that there's a God? How, how can you not, how, how can you look at the stars at night and not understand that there's a God? How about that, that child that you had? How, how can you look at those fingers and toes and the way they work and the fact that they're so tiny and so far? How can you look at that and not know that there's a God? How can you, how can you go through the things you've gone through in life and, and, Find that person that you want to be married to and and the miracle that you're still together. The miracle that somehow you're you're able to love them even more despite knowing more about them. Over and over and over, God has shown himself to you. It may not have been an angel announcement, but he's there. And he has said from day one, come and see. Come and see. The problem is we've been looking for it in a different place. It's the same like we did with Christmas. We took a gift of celebration of God's love. We took a a gift of, of a way for us to remember and renew and we turned it into a corporate holiday. It's It's because... We don't know what to expect. God is always surprising us. I'm sure the shepherds, when they showed up at the manger, were shocked. This is it? I say that, but I I don't think they really... I think by the time they got there, the power of God was so present there that they, they knew in looking that this was special. But they had prepared their hearts. The angels had gotten their attention and they went expecting to see God. Part of the reason we miss him in life is we don't expect to see him. God doesn't do that stuff anymore, does he? He doesn't really care. He doesn't really intervene. He doesn't really have power. That's all myth. That's all we don't really expect. What if we had eyes looking for God? Come see this thing. Let's go see this thing. And you know, when they saw it, it changed them forever. They went back and told all their friends, told everybody about it. I'm sure for the rest of their lives, that's they talked about that night. Whenever the shepherds got along, uh, gathered around the shepherd bar and, and had shepherd's pie and, and all that kind of stuff, they started telling the shepherd's story. Do you know, I heard from God. And I saw him. Mary. Mary and Joseph, front row seat. What did it say Mary did with the things she saw? She treasured in her heart. All these memories that she had. She was going to need them later. Because life's not easy. She was going to need them that day Jesus said, Mom, I need to leave. I love you, but I need to leave. I got a mission. She was going to need him 
as she watched her son being marched down the street, beaten and bloody. She was going to need those memories as she stood before a cross and watched him die. God gave her a gift and what she saw, she was able to treasure her in her heart. As I said, I, I believe you have seen God. You have. It's just it wasn't what you expected. It wasn't what you expected. I mean, that's, that's why church people love pipe organs. We like the mysterious. We like the fancy because that's the way religion works. Isn't that the way God works? A pipe organ, that's God. It's mysterious. No one knows how to play it. So we love it. Robes, hats. We know we're not good people. So if we every once in a while, if, if we show up and wear a dress, then we can pretend we're good for a day. The fancy, we love religion, rules, all that kind of stuff. We're looking for God in the wrong place. That's not the way He works. The way He works is in the unassuming. It's in the quiet. It's in the mysterious. It's It's in the things you take for granted every day. That innkeeper had a front row seat. That innkeeper could have been host to God. That innkeeper could have held that baby in his arms. He could have gone down in history as the, as the most generous person to provide safe shelter for the Messiah. And it wasn't that he was a bad person. He just wasn't looking for it. That inn was full. There was people in there. They were good Jews. They would have been looking for it too. None of them showed up at the manger. We just aren't looking in the right place. Let me wrap this back to who who we are, where we are today. You have seen God. He wants you to see Him. He wants you to know Him. He wants you to experience Him. You're just looking in the wrong place. When we talk about these holiday traditions and stuff, I'm not trying to beat up on you. There's nothing wrong with them. And I know the real reason you put so much effort into it. The real reason we, we make those lists, those real reasons why we fret over our family times, those real reasons why we want to find the perfect gift and everything. I know what it is you're trying to do. You want people to know you love them, right? That's ultimately what it's about. For a mother to be able to gather all her children together and have it go well, that's the ultimate. Because she just, more than anything else, wants them to love one another. The, the hours you'll spend down at, at the mall and the fighting the crowds and the buying something you don't even understand and, and some electronic device that's only going to make your life miserable as they use it. Or buy a drum set for some kid that wants to learn instrument. I mean, the reason you do that is because you want your kid to know you love them, Right? Let me share something with you. It's not that those are bad, but you're looking for the, you're looking in the wrong place for that gift. If you want to give the most precious gift of all, take the example of God. When he wanted to demonstrate how important we were to him, when he wanted to demonstrate just how much he loved us, how did he do it? With his presence. Presence, not present with a T, 
presence. What's one of the names for Jesus? Emmanuel. It means God with us. I know your kids got lists. I know you got lists. I know you got lists of here and there and everything else. You know what? There's nothing wrong with the things on the list, but don't miss what you have right before it. The most valuable thing you can give to your loved ones is you. You can give them the most expensive thing you have because it is so limited. It is the most precious resource that we have on earth. It's fleeting every day. It is your time. And no one is richer than another in that market. It doesn't matter how much influence you have. You can't buy more. It's the most precious gift you have. If you want to make the most precious gift to your your family, to your friends, to your neighbors, give them your time, your presence. That's really what they want. That's really what they want. That's why we talk about love being the center of what... Love, by definition, is by being there for another person. God loves us so much that he said, I'm not going to turn my back on you. I'm not going to be apart from you. I'm going to be one of you. That's how much I love you. Why don't you bow with me? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this mystery of your love for us. And God, it's a mystery because it makes absolutely no sense. Why would you give such a precious gift to people who don't care? Why would you give such a precious gift to people who won't listen? Who won't learn and who won't look at who you are? God, if we're honest, we know we have seen you. We know that we have experienced your power. We know that you have been a part of our lives. We just We just expected something else. That the truth is a valuable thing. The truth brings hope. The truth brings light. The truth brings joy. And God, the truth is we've had everything we needed for a blessed life. You offered it to everyone long ago. While it's the most costly gift you ever gave, it's free for us. We just need to accept it. We just need to take what you've offered to your son. That relationship, that that acceptance, that knowledge, that, that presence with us. And I just pray for each of us here. I know there's some here that that whole idea that you love them, that you know them, that you care for them, that's still hard to believe. And God, I, I pray that in some way you might allow them to experience that this morning. For some of us, we forgot it. We knew it, and and maybe we thought we did something that would make you mad so you couldn't anymore, but God, the truth of the matter is nothing can separate us from your love. Absolutely nothing. Remind us of that. And, And God, for those of us that are trying to live into that, we believe it and we accept it. Would you, would you help us to grow in it so that we not only accept it for ourselves, but we can share it with others? 
Allow this to be a Christmas where we accept the precious gift. Allow this to be the Christmas where we share the most precious gift with one another. God, open our eyes to what is, what's there. Speak to our doubts when it's not what we were looking for and bind it to our hearts and help us to treasure it in our hearts when we experience it. And we pray this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen.